0: Looks paid for the tickets. Not bad, huh? <laughs> so what do you do? I sell shit. The success of a luxury cruise mainly depends on you. I don't want to hear anybody saying no. It's always yes, sir. Yes, ma'am.
1: Welcome, one and all, to Be Real from the Great Beyond. I am Chance Solomon pfeiffer on the pod and in this feed with a special interview. Today, I'm speaking with Dolly DeLeon, one of the stars of the awards-contending comedy and genuinely terrific Triangle of Sadness. She gives the most memorable performance amid an incredibly strong ensemble that also contains Woody Harrelson, Harris Dickinson, and the late Charlby Dean. De DeLeon was nominated for a Golden Globe. For this performance, a category eventually won by Angela Bassett, and is still in the Oscar hunt for Best Supporting Actress, so it was, it was cool to talk to her in the midst of this. Now, to enjoy this interview, folks, we must first talk about Triangle of Sadness and Dolly's role in it. The film is a Palme d'Or winner, one of my favorites from last year, which, of course, are equally important accolades. And it's the latest from Swedish writer-director Ruben Osland who made Force Majeure and The Square, like those films, Triangle of Sadness, is a kind of satire, but not the tidy kind. The film works its way through prodding and mocking around a half dozen different ideologies, and what it's mostly sure of in the end is that human beings are destructive, unstable, petty, hilarious creatures, which is the takeaway from a lot of Oslin films. Plot-wise... It begins as about two models, Carl and Yaya, who start the movie fighting about traditional gender roles, who makes more money, and then they end up on a luxury cruise full of older, richer people who make a mess of things in some outrageous ways. So where does Dolly enter the picture? Well, she plays Abigail, who's a worker on the ship who holds the illustrious title of Toilet Manager. Without spoiling exactly what happens, several folks from the cruise end up eventually on a desert island for Act Three of the film. And this is where Abigail thrives. She is the one she discovers, the only one on the island with survival skills. And as they essentially set to work building a new society, or at least an allegory for one, Abigail's at the helm because she's the one who knows how to fish build fires, find water. And Dolly DeLeon's performance in this act is incredibly funny in its matter of factness, the way Abigail gets to treat millionaires like children. And she's a really interesting presence in the film because suddenly there is someone root honorable, although she's definitely not immune from all the power dynamics you've seen explored and made fun of uh, in the first part of the movie. Dolly is a classically trained stage actor who's been working in the Philippines since the 90s, but this role was a huge first for her on an international level. We talk about what it means for her career, being cognizant of the first two acts of a script when your character doesn't enter the spotlight until the third, and a crucial detail about Abigail that was Dolly's idea that eventually made its way into the Triangle of Sadness script. It's a great movie, great performance. Let's do it.
0: Why do you get so much food? I caught the fish. Yes? I made the fire. And? I cooked. I did all the work. And everybody got something. Hmm. No. No, we all, we all worked. What did you do?
1: We gathered all the wood for the
0: fire. Hmm. I moved the log. Yeah, this big log it was over there and we moved it over here. Not enough. No, maybe not enough, but we need to work together. They don't know how to do that. Exactly.
1: Are you doing lots of interviews? How how are you processing the kind of this this award season?
0: You know what? I am just being in the moment that's what i'm doing because yeah there are a lot of interviews a lot of engagements screenings q and a so the best way is to just be in the moment and to enjoy the company which is what i'm doing with you now
1: oh, very good yeah. that sounds that sounds like a good way to good way yeah. to move through it yeah um
0: the only way
1: <laughs> true yeah i mean not <laughs> any other ways just distracting or misery exactly. or <laughs> what have you um so I'm curious if there are any roles from your past work, whether on stage or film or television, that you felt prepared you at all to play Abigail.
0: You know what? I think it's all of the roles I've played. I think all of them prepared me for all the coming roles, not just Abigail, but you know all the other jobs. To me, every role I take is a stepping stone to the next, and it's a learning process to the next you know they're all related in in however small the way that they're related they are yeah Mm -hmm. everything informs my work
1: did this character challenge you abigail i mean challenge you at all to to do something that you had never gotten to do as an actor before
0: yes yeah definitely oh um i think well first of all to play a character with such agency and who takes control of everything, especially towards the end of the film. I've never done anything like that in my career ever. Maybe only in the theater, like on stage, I've I've done something like that maybe, but not my classical training, as you said, but not necessarily with TV or film. So this is a very new experience to me. Working with, you know, um uh, an awarded director like Ruben Osland, who won the Palme d'Or for the Square, that was, you know, that was part of it. And working with such a talented ensemble of actors, the whole cast, um, it, wow, everything about it was just I, I I won't say I won't say daunting. I would say challenging. Mm-hmm. I love a good challenge. And sure. yeah, yeah, that's really what excites me. Because I've been coasting along for so many years as an actor back home in the Philippines, just taking on, you know, roles here and there and just, you know, saying yes to everything. But this one really poses a real challenge, a really good kind of challenge.
1: I'm curious, as, as the film has gotten acclaim all around the world and you I'm, I talk to people from all around the world who, who like it, do you find that... Um, people have like different reactions uh, to the film and to Abigail depending where they're from?
0: That's a good question. Wow. Um, You know what? I don't think it matters where you're from. I think the reactions are all the same. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think, um, and also regardless of their position in society, um, they all react to Abigail the same way. I think that every person kind of feels like they're, you know, um, underappreciated or... Um, you know, abused in a certain way. I, I suppose all of us feel like a victim in one way or another. So yeah, it doesn't matter from what um, country you're from, or or your ethnicity, or your position in society. Everyone reacts the same way. I feel, yeah.
1: Dolly, how much how much backstory did you put together, either on your own or through conversations with Ruben about what? abigail's um life was like before the island
0: uh the backstory is actually something that i did on my own without um actually i only started talking about her backstory after we 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 finished filming um it's really the only part i shared with ruben was the idea that abigail has no family at home no no children no husband no relatives so that was the only part that uh that i disclosed to ruben but everything else was just like a secret that you know there's this thing that actors do i don't know if you're aware of that but there's this thing that we do where we have a secret uh when we're doing a character and only we know about it and we only disclose the secret once we're done filming to our co-actors and that's that was one thing that I held as a secret her background, everything about her, and Ruben only found out about it recently, like last year, October, mm. and yeah.
1: Why is that important for an actor to do to withhold a secret like that?
0: Because, um, because as humans, also we also have secrets, right? Mm. I mean, when we face people, we we you know we put an uh, a mask. Uh, all of us wear a mask others are thicker than others others are very thin you know (laughs) depends on what we're trying to hide but we all have a secret Uh, no matter how good or bad we are we we do have a secret so i think it it's also important for me as an actor to to withhold the secret or or any kind of information i can from my co-actors that's very special to me and that way it that way it 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 adds another layer of humanity to the character i'm playing mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. so was that that because the line that you're referencing really jumped out to me both times i've seen the film where yaya assumes abigail has kids like aren't you so excited to go back to your kids and abigail says i don't have any and I'm, that what what do you make of that assumption like why why does yaya assume that
0: I think that society in general makes an assumption that if you're a certain age, you should have children. There are so many shoulds in this world. At a certain age, you should be married. At a certain age, you should have children. And, you know, Yaya is, uh, um, if you think about it, Yaya is like a typical woman with traditional values, if you think about it. She believes in being, you know, um, a trophy wife or is, or that Women should be taken care of, you know, things like that. So, and it also, I think it also says a lot about the kind of relationship that Yaya and Abigail had that their relationship was very superficial, that they didn't even really know anything about each other. Imagine they've been living on that island for, I don't know, weeks or maybe months, mm-hmm. and none of them knew that Abigail doesn't even have a family. Yeah. They ne- never even went that deep into conversation to talk about their personal lives. And that says a lot about the the superficiality of the relationship that everyone had on that island.
1: Right, right. Yeah, it's the the first thing you would ask if you were just sitting around the campfire, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, that just goes to show that even on the island, they couldn't even treat each other with humanity to get on a personal level with each other.
1: Mm -hmm. So the notion of Abigail not having kids, was that in the script before? Or did you bring that to the to the script by having it be part of the backstory
0: no that wasn't in the script i i i had to ask ruben if we could put that in i asked his permission if i i felt it was very important for abigail to to articulate that um also for my own peace of mind as an actor to justify why you know i would have a dilemma in the first place as to what i will do in the end
1: Mm -hmm. that's amazing it's one of the most striking moments of the movie that's so cool
0: Thank you, and Ruben was cool enough to, you know, accept it and say, "Yeah, let's let's go with that."
1: That's great. I wonder because I've 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 read you both say that in in the the rehearsal process that he, as a director, likes to talk to actors about like would would your character say this? And I think I even heard him say in one panel he's like, "I like it when the actors say no, the character <laughs> wouldn't say this." Um, so, I've, are there any <laughs> other dimensions or characteristics of Abigail that were emphasized? or de-emphasized in that rehearsal process through those
0: conversations? You know what? Um, No, not really. Um, I think that Ruben left it really very open to how we would want to interpret the characters we were playing. So yeah, um, um, upon casting alone, he already was very open to how all of us would approach the characters we were playing. Um, So it was really more of, The, you know the storytelling of how each event would lead to the next is what he focused on and the characterization he completely left to us and trusted us on that process
1: Mm -hmm. dolly tell me a little bit about your your octopus tossing skills Um, (laughs) that (laughs) is it true that 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 scene where you're where you're divvying out people's rations the people catching the food maybe weren't like totally ready
0: no, yeah, they were not ready for that. You know, on paper, that's just simply Abigail distributing the food like this: one for you, one for me, yeah. like you know, within an arm's reach. Yeah. But because the blocking of Ruben was, you know, um, it was we were positioned so far from each other. We were like ten feet away from each other. Uh, Abigail, me, and the other actors were far away from me, about yeah, around eight to ten feet away from me. So. Um, it would have been hard for me to just give it like this, right. you know, so as we were doing the scene, I had to improvise and think of a way to give it to them without walking to them, because I don't think Abigail would you know take the extra effort to walk towards them to give them She's their the food. He's the captain, exactly she would not <laughs> she would not break a sweat to give them their food, so the only option was to throw it at them, and they were not warned at all. Um, yeah, when when Ruben said action, all of a sudden they would have to catch the octopus and quite a few times they would miss. Mm, sure. And I would really yeah. feel bad about that because because they're such pros. You know, mm-hmm. Henrik Dorsen, Vlad Koborik, Iris Bourbon, Shelby Dean, and Harris Dickinson, all of them are pros that even if the octopus fell on the sand, they would pick it up, dust it off, and put it in their mouths. And this happened to Henrik. You know the oh, after really? who plays Yarmo. Yeah, it uh-huh. fell, and uh, oh, and there was the camera was on. Then It was like, "Can't we?" In my head, I was thinking, "Can't we cut it?" The poor guy, but no, he dusted it off and put it in his mouth. You know, Very that's good. how serious we were about the whole thing.
1: That's commitment.
0: It is commitment. Yeah, we yeah. were all committed to that film.
1: When you're playing a a character who shows up in the last, well, actually, you. The second time I watched it, of course, I was like, "Oh, Abigail is in some boat scenes where I didn't notice her the first time, and I didn't know if that was just like my bias as a first-time watcher, or if no nobody notices her the first time, and that's the point." Um, but so I want to talk about that in a second. Um, but when you're playing a character who mostly is not in the first seventy percent of the movie, and then shows up and just you know takes the whole movie by the collar, are you? Do you concern yourself at all with like what's in the first 75% of the script? Are you thinking at all about like the allegory or things going on, or are you just purely focused on what does this human do in this moment?
0: I'm thinking of all of those things. Yes. I I, I also think of what is Abigail doing while the other characters are in the scene. Um, what what happens between Abigail's scene, for example, or a scene where Abigail is is in a scene and then another scene where she's not and then there's another scene where she's in the scene. I think of what's in between. I think of all of that. It's really important because that's where you find the arc of the character and their journey in the whole process of the story. So yes, I do think of all of those things.
1: Can you think of an example, Dolly? Like what's a part of the movie that Abigail's not in that you feel like inflected your performance or that you had to be conscious of?
0: Probably, um, um, not no specific spots in the film, but there there are a lot of instances where, you know, people would get mad at her in the yacht. They would reprimand her and basically treat her like a piece of garbage, things like that. Um, you know, where she would walk down the hall and no one would even look at her and no one would even pay her any kind of attention. And that's exactly your experience too as a viewer. You don't really notice me because yeah. you're focused on on the two leads, uh, carla and Yaya, which is normal. And you know, that's really how it is. And so it may be your bias or it may be you're not observant, whatever the reason is, that's what happens. People don't notice people who are in the sidelines. that's, right. a, that's the reality. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um so then tell me when you were filming the couple of scenes that that are on the boat, what's your Direction as an actor in those scenes. Are you trying to make an impression? Are you trying to play a character who's like, here I'm just doing my job. I'm not trying to stand out. What were the, what was it like to play those scenes?
0: Definitely not trying to stand out at all. Not at all. Trying to be as you know as uh, nondescript as possible, and hopefully that no one will really notice at all. So if you will notice when Abigail knocks on the cabin door of Carl and yaya is you just see her profile. You don't see her whole face. So. Yeah, I definitely didn't want to, you know, um, put too much attention to myself. Uh, yeah, because I understood what Ruben really wanted to to come across as, you know, uh, how we pay too much attention on people who we think matters. And then we tend to take other people for granted. That doesn't make us bad at all. It just, you know, it's just a reflection of how we are as human beings. We tend to put our attention on things that we perceive as important, and then everything else we take for granted. So no, I, di- I did not at all try to put any attention on myself.
1: The second time you watch it though, and you do notice Abigail waking them up in the morning asking about when she can come back, It, it is a, it's a good, it's great harmony with the end of the movie. Because it's like those two are just sort of lazily plopped in bed together and um, soon she will upend that whole relationship. <laughs>
0: Exactly. And that's what happens towards the end. It's Yaya who ends up knocking on their door and they're in bed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so it's like a reflection of that the first half of uh, the second part of the film. It's a good script. A yeah, good script. really good script, really.
1: Um Dolly, I, I got the impression just from some of your social media posts and hearing you talk that that you were pretty close with Charlie Dean during the making of this movie who played Yaya. Um Can you tell me just about your time with her and what that meant to you?
0: You know, we were all close to Shelby. We all loved her and we're all close really in general. Um, Because Shelby was really, she was a very sweet woman. She was so, you know, graceful and she had so much class, but at the same time, so down to earth, you know, um. She's I don't think I'll ever meet anyone like her. She she's so unique and it's really such a just a bonus that she's physically beautiful. But inside that's really the treasure with Shelby. It's who she is inside as a human being. Not to mention that she's so talented for someone who who's had her first feature in Triangle of Sadness. This is her first feature film. So she's a breakout star. She's She's just. She was just a wonderful human being, really special. All of us love her. If you ask anyone, even the crew, everyone on set, the people in Greece, the locals, everyone loved her. She was really special.
1: Hmm. Um, do you have a sense of what kind of opportunities having been in this film and the acclaim you're receiving for this film opens up for you in the future? Are Are things starting to... Come your way that you would not have been offered before?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, Yeah, I'm like, like now I I get to choose the parts I play because, you know, chance before I I, I never got to choose the parts I play. I would just, you know, get a call and ask if I'm available and I wouldn't even ask what the part is. I just say, okay, sure, when? (laughs) I'm Mm -hmm. free, you know, but now I get to choose. And to me, that's a very, that's a very, it's a very precious thing to have as not just as an actor, but, you know, as, as humans, it, it's always good to have a choice. And, you know, that's one of, to me, God's greatest gift is the gift of choice. So as an actor, to be given that choice as well is very special to me. So that's one big change. And, you know, I'll I'll also be able to start working with directors from, you know, from other schools of, Filmmaking, other cultures, and I'm really excited about that. I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm starting a film in March, so, um, here in the states. So I'm really looking forward to that, and hopefully after that, I can get to work with, you know, other filmmakers and other people who are so passionate about this, and 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 not just about, you know, um, creating, but also making an impact on people's lives, and and you know sharing a process that will help the audience find a reflection of themselves and hopefully, you know, ignite inspiration and a change in them to move them to, I don't know, to make their dreams come true. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about that.
1: That's great. Um, I wanted to save this one for very last because it's kind of the ultimate spoiler and I wanted to figure out how to ask it. I don't want to ask you if Abigail did it at the end, but do you as an actor need to have an idea of whether she did it at the end,
0: I really do. Yeah, I I do need to to you know. You I need, need to know. I need to know. I need to know. Um, you know, other actors maybe they don't, and and that's fine. I don't think that it's a rule that we have to know, but just it's just my personal choice. I need to know what I do in the end, and to me, um, that puts a cap on Abigail's character. Mm. Um, that that that, you know, it completes her her character and her personality, I need to know what she does in all the choices that she makes. And whatever action she does that leads up to the ending and what she does in the end, it really matters to me. That that really need it needs to be in my head and I need to know about that. So yes, I know what she does, but that's me, you know. At right. the end of the day, it's still up to you as a viewer to sure. decide what, abigail does because you know even if i'm the actor playing abigail it's your movie too you're watching Mm -hmm. it so you can decide on what she does
1: well it's not only one of the best movies of last year but also one of the most fun to talk to people about exactly yes i agree
0: i agree thank you so much for that yeah Yeah.
1: um well a pleasure to talk to you dolly It's, it's really like a wonderful performance and i and i look i really look forward to to seeing what you do next and uh and hope to hope to see you on the screen again soon.
0: Yeah, thank you, Chance. Thank you so much for this. You bet.